Hey, Triangle Lovers, welcome to Making Moves, hosted by the Rachel Kendall team, where we will explore together the top restaurants, community hotspots, and events in our area. Let's make some moves. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Making Moves podcast. I am Jesse Rivnack, listing partner with the Rachel Kendall team, joined by a very special guest, Rachel Groff. Did I say your last name right? Yeah. Good. Nice. Amazing. I realized as I was about to introduce you, I'm like, I'm not sure I'm going to say it right. But you did great. Rock and roll. You didn't know how to say mine, did you? No, I now didn't. Now you know. Now I know. Yes. <laughs> Rachel is joining us um, from Midtown Yoga. She is their studio manager and one of their amazing yoga teachers. I can't tell you guys how much I love her classes. And we are going to talk today all things yoga, all things yoga in Raleigh, um, and really just what it means and how important it is to have some piece of yoga in your lifestyle, whether or not it's on or off the mat. And we'll talk about what that means too. So thanks for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So uh, Rachel is new to Raleigh. How long have you lived here? Um, a little over a year now, which okay. is crazy. All to right, me. so welcome to Raleigh in the middle of a pandemic. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I love that <laughs> risk taker moving yeah. in the middle. I look back at you know moving in July 2020 into North Carolina, and I'm like, what were we thinking? <laughs> but we're here. We're doing nice. great. You know what? It's always good to take a risk. It sounds yes. like it's paid off, yes, right? Definitely. So let's talk a little bit about what it was like moving to the Raleigh area and finding a yoga home, right? Finding yeah. a studio. Obviously you wanted somewhere to teach, but I would imagine you wanted somewhere to practice for as sure. well, right? Yeah. So I'm from York, Pennsylvania, which is a very small town. I um, lived with a girl who's from York, Pennsylvania. That's amazing. my college roommate. Anyway. So fun. Squirrel. Um, but yeah, a very <laughs> small town. Uh, so moving to Raleigh was huge to us because it's so big. Um, I know some people think it's so small, but to me, I'm like, where am I? It's all perspective, like yeah, anything, for right? for sure. Um, and I was pretty much just looking for a studio like my home studio in Pennsylvania where I got my teacher training done and I practiced for years. Um, and I landed on Midtown, just a good old Google search, and then <laughs> um, took a online class with Christy, our director of operations, and fell in love the, the minute I took that class, stalked her from Pennsylvania, and here I am. Awesome. Yeah. So what do you recommend to people? We were talking about this a little bit before we started recording, finding a studio, right? Because every studio is different. Yeah. You know, all the yoga poses are the same, but how they're taught, what their energy is. So for somebody who, even if they're new to the area or still lives here, right, like, where do I start? Yeah. So um, obviously you want it to be close to you. You don't want to have to drive, you know, an hour to yoga. You won't go, you guys. You say that you will. You won't go. You will not. Yeah. So definitely location is important. Um, and it's not a one and done. Some people think like, okay, this yoga studio didn't work for me. I can't do yoga. Um, it's very personal. And what you're looking for in your practice, do you want a slow practice? Do you want a fast practice? Um, you know, or you might not even know exactly what that you means, might be right? brand new. So it's just kind of what is fun to you. Yeah. Yeah. So we were also talking about, um, so let's talk a little bit about the energy of a class, right? Mm So for those of you who didn't know, in my previous life, I taught yoga and I taught yoga in DC, which um, DC just in general is like type A everything. So you'd walk into a class and people were like, there's 10 people practicing on their handstands. I mean, it's just like drive, right? And yeah. 
a lot of that works for some people. And then there's other people who are just like, I want to go and get some calm, right? So yeah. I like the idea of trying new places out and seeing how it feels. Yeah, definitely. And um, you know, it's funny. Sorry, I'll, I'll, one of these questions is like, you go to a yoga class, mm-hmm. you're a runner, you can't touch your toes, and so you never come back. What do you say to that person? Yoga is not about being flexible. That is why you come to yoga, to get more flexible. Um, And it's a practice. Yoga, no matter how long you are practicing, it will always be a practice on and off of the mat. Um, So I would just encourage them, keep coming back, try different styles. Runners, they do great with unwind classes, restorative, like super stretchy because that's just such a good balance for them um, in their running. So just keep coming back. Keep coming back. It is, again, another slow burn. So you mentioned yoga off the mat. Now, for somebody who um, knows what that means, right? I think other people hear it and they're like, what the hell? What I mean, how can I take yoga off the mat? Yoga is practiced on a yoga mat, right? So I sign up for a class. I want a good workout. And then I hear the teacher say, take this off the mat. What does that mean to you? Uh, It means so much. So yoga itself is not about the physical asanas or the physical poses. It's about, you know, how you treat yourself on and off the mat, how you treat others in your community um, and, you know, how you take on life. Um, They often say the yoga mat is a mirror for how you deal with day to day life, which just like really stuck with me when I first heard that, because if you shy away from challenges on your mat, you probably shy away. Away from challenges in your life. So taking yoga off of the mat is just an extension of how are you as a human? How do you treat others? How do you treat yourself? And, you know, how do you face those challenges when things get hard? I love that. It's um, it's true. I remember when I started my practice, my first class that I ever went to was a Bikram yoga class, which for those of you that don't know, is also a heated class, um, similar to Midtown in terms of the temperature, but much different in terms of the sequencing and poses, right? It's a very uh, structured class. Uh, you hold the poses a little bit longer. And I remember going purely for the physical benefits. Yeah. And the more you go, the more yoga seems to seep into everything. Yes. Right? For sure. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about the different styles, right? Um, There's the, I think they now call it like the 26 sequence, which is 26 and two, right? Which is just the same poses over and over again. Yeah. You'll hear them talk about vinyasa, which is the flow, right? So... From a personality standpoint, right, where do you start if you're somebody that um, tends to have a lot of structure in their world? Um, You might love that structure. So you might need that structure in your yoga yoga practice. So you might do well with Ashtanga or that 26 and 2. But if you're trying to break out of that structure and you're more type A and you just need to get out of your head, like me and you, um, (laughs) so you would do great with vinyasa. Vinyasa is not the same every single time. A teacher might have a sequence for about two weeks that they'll teach the same. Um, But all my classes, like 
even though I'm teaching the same sequence, it's totally different. Well, and what's so great about your classes too is your sequencing is so um, creative that even when you do it over, you really don't know what's coming next because right. you, I mean, girl, you're good. Thank so you. I love how you said that because I think in general, I, I am somebody who likes order and predictability, right? And I think naturally I would say, okay, so I need that in my yoga class, which is the complete opposite of yeah. what I need in my yoga class, right? Like I need to not be in my head, which is vinyasa is a great place for that. Yeah. It's still um, fast paced and we have that intensity component. And since it is such a creative flow, you don't know where you're going next. Um, so it allows you to get out of your head of daily life, um, like what's on your to-do list and really just focus on the yoga and the breath and your teacher, your community around you, um, which is just perfect. If you're focusing on your to-do list in one of Rachel's classes, you are going to end up flat on your face because you can't do both at the same time. <laughs> um, so one of the things that I think is really cool that you've brought to Midtown is your Chakra series. So yeah. for those listening that have never heard that word before, what is a chakra? So um, we have seven chakras in our body. And a chakra is just an energy source located in a specific spot in your body. Um, so like I I said we have seven we have the root which is the base of your spine down your legs into your feet so that literal root of your body yeah the second one is our sacral chakra which is our hips our pelvis third one is the solar plexus which is your core your center fourth is your heart love a heart chakra um fifth is your throat sixth is your third eye right in between your eyebrows and then seventh is your crown chakra love it so and then they all have different colors associated with them and it's funny so the one that i always know when it's locked is my th throat chakra and like mahala in the office and i will go around we'll start hitting our throat saying speak your truth right <laughs> like it's like cat's got your tongue yeah, right I you know it. and that's that's closed down so how in the world do you incorporate that into yoga? Like, what does it mean to have a class that is focused on a certain chakra? Yeah. So I love creativity in my sequence. Um, and when I'm working through the chakras, I create a sequence that is geared towards that chakra. So, so if there's poses that help open blockages, so to speak. Right? Yes. Yeah, definitely. So if we're working on our root chakra, we're going to have a lot of grounding poses like your strong warrior twos, your crescent lunge, warrior one, um, stuff where you feel really rooted into the mat. But if we're doing, you know, our heart chakra, we're going to do a lot of back bends to open up the chest, open up the heart. I, as soon as you said that, I'm like opening my shoulders. Yes, up, yeah. Right? <laughs> um, so there are so many poses in yoga and each pose is geared towards a specific chakra. And so what are the benefits of doing poses that benefit the chakras for somebody who's just like, I'm, you know, yeah, I just wanted a yoga class and all sure. of a sudden I'm doing something energetically that I didn't even know existed. Yeah. So doing these poses really allows energy to flow through those chakras. If you have any imbalances, this will kind of like 
We all have imbalances. We all do. Yeah. That'll you guys like don't know it, but your chakras are blocked. Okay. <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, so this just allows energy to go through the body, through that chakra. The chakra system is a wheel. So um, you want even energy through all the chakras so that wheel keeps turning. As soon as there's a little imbalance, that can affect the rest of the wheel. So um, doing a yoga class that's geared towards chakras allows you to open up whatever chakra might be blocked that you don't even know. Um, and hopefully the teacher is theming to that chakra too, to really allow you to think about where in your life this chakra is showing up blocked or open. I love that. So, um, a lot of the agents in our office have heard me say this a million times because this is an example of yoga off the mat. You guys is the root chakra, Right. Yeah. And early into my real estate career, coming from teaching yoga, right, I was like, oh my gosh, this correlation is huge because the root chakra is all about our home, our safety, being grounded. And when you move, what happens? Your root chakra is out of whack. Yeah. Right. For sure. Um, You sell your home that is now a house. It's not yours anymore. You buy a house that you're trying to make a home and it's not yours yet. And so the roots of your chakra tree are all out of whack. And it's the one chakra that when that one's out of balance, they all are, right? Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's... Well, and I think once you explain that to somebody, it normalizes the emotion of what they're going through and it gives them really some tools to, okay, how do I get that back in balance? Right. How do I push through this, right? And like, it's normal to feel this way. Yeah. Because it's going to happen in everybody. Yeah. I want to circle back a little bit to, um, you know, I'd mentioned the studios that I started in about being really pushing to be physically a badass in yoga, right? To where if you're next to me on the mat, like you're going to watch me, right? You're going to look for making sure that I'm doing things right. And one of the things that I learned early on is there's a lot of ways to be a badass in yoga, right? Um, And it's usually the opposite of what you think. So talk to me about when people really embrace the yogic lifestyle, right? Like what are the pieces outside of, um, so when we say asanas, you guys, those are the poses, right? Sometimes we like to drop the Sanskrit words and sound fancy, (laughs) right? Um, So what does that look like? to somebody who's really embracing it all around. Um, You can see that on and off the mat always. You can always see yoga that way. Um, But the physical asanas are great because they allow us to feel strong and balanced in our everyday lives. Because, I mean, yoga is a great workout. Let's just be honest. Uh, The physical benefits are phenomenal. Um, But what happens is once you start going for the physical benefits, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual come with it. Um, And I feel like a badass when I take child's pose in a class because... During like the middle of a hot, challenging one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people would look at me and be like, oh no, she took child's pose. Is she okay? Is she okay? Or she's not a yogi because she's taking child's pose, but it's the exact opposite. Like the people that take time for themselves because they're overheated, they just need a second. They want to catch their breath. Um, whatever it is, the people that take that 
seconds or minutes to be in Shavasana or child's pose and then come back to the flow. Like they're they, honoring themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And like they take yoga off of the mat. They yeah. are the badasses, um, which is just a stigma in yoga that I just love to break because yeah. taking child's pose is amazing and everybody should do it. Well, and there's, um, well, I'll come back to that in a second about injury, right? And yeah. what people can be doing by pushing themselves too hard. But, you know, I think in a lot of workouts, um, especially if you're coming to a yoga class, starting out looking for that physical piece, right, is we're taught to push ourselves. Mm -hmm. Work harder, get stronger, yes. right? And, um, you know, one of the yogic principles, they call it ahimsa, right, of non-harming, being kind. Yep. And, that to me is like one of the things that's so easy to take off the mat. Once you can start to show kindness to your body that's not ready to push, not ready to get physically stronger, right? Yeah. You, you're able to do that to other people in the world and other situations, right? Yeah, I love that. And I want to talk about a safety piece from some of the poses and what's caused by pushing them. So one thing that drives me crazy, I'm sure it drives you crazy too as a teacher, is chaturanga. Yeah. All right. So for those of you that don't know what chaturanga is, it's a fun word to say, right? But it's basically like a tricep push-up, yep. right? Mm -hmm. And I see so much injury and in people doing it wrong. Yeah. Because they won't do what? Drop their knees. Yeah, they won't <laughs> you know, drop their like, knees. <laughs> you know, and, and the damage that can be done by not practicing non-harming to your body. Yeah. Right. And They're just like, right. I'm doing it. I'm doing chaturanga. Um, even though they aren't doing it safely and dropping their knees is the best option. They're like, nope, I'm doing chaturanga. If I drop my knees, I'm not doing chaturanga. And it's, you know, you're doing chaturanga on your knees. Yeah. So it's just, it's almost like funny to, to see that because I'm like, just drop your knees and you will <laughs> and build get, the strength. Yeah. You'll it right. get so strong by being on your knees. I mean, that's how I started. Yeah. I was on my knees every single time we were in chaturanga and then you build the strength and then you lift your well, knees. And it's, it is a, it's a mental practice, right? Yes. So, um, I sustained a, a little bit of an injury where I had to build back my strength to do chaturanga. And I was like, I'm not going back to a class until yeah. I can do my jump backs, right? Sure. Because mentally it was a challenge for me. Yeah. Um, but being able to push through is is important. Yeah. Um, I, so I want to go back to finding studios for folks because um, I think it's really important that – you bop around a little bit For to sure. find your home, um, whether it's, you know, needing that challenging piece, needing that more restorative piece. And Raleigh's grown so much as a yoga community. So I remember when I um, first started, I think the studio downtown Blue Lotus was like one of the only studios that I knew about anyway. Um, and it offers so much choice now of places to go. Um, Midtown, Blue Lotus, Bliss Body, um, I think there's Republic and Cary. Like there's just so many different places to go. Yeah. Do you think that's a good strategy for people to try in different studios and for sure. Yeah. Um, personally, I was lucky and landed on the studios that, you know, felt like home to me right away, but that is not everybody's journey. So it, you try a class, maybe it wasn't your favorite. Maybe it was still go to another studio, try their class. Maybe that lands with you more. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe you go back to the first studio or you try another. Um, it's, 
a totally personal practice and finding a yoga studio and finding what practice works for you. And the community, right? Like who's there? What are you looking for? Right. Um, Community is a huge thing. So if you don't feel at home, then that studio is probably not for you. Yeah. And one of the things I got to tell you guys that I absolutely love about Midtown is the lights and that it's dark. Yes. Because... (laughs) You want to look at what everybody else is doing, which means you're worried about everybody looking at you. And they, I mean, you guys, you can see, so we're not practicing in like pitch black, (laughs) but it's also not like there's a spotlight light on you, right? Right. So the lighting is themed and dimmed and colorful and it's awesome. Yeah. The lights change during class, which just brings such a energy and just a vibe to class, which is so exciting. And then if you're in like one of the back corners, it's dark back there. Nobody can see what you're doing. So you could be t- doing something <laughs> totally different. Nobody would know. Nobody would know. Um, so that's the beauty of it. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, you guys are our feature company for Touring the Triangle in August, which yes. I'm so thrilled about. So we are, are we having. Um, we've got a giveaway where we're, we've got a travel mat, a, um, a Yogi Toes. Y'all, if you practice hot yoga, you're going to need a yogi toes, okay? Yes. Otherwise, you're going to be on a slip and slide. You sweat <laughs> in 105 degrees, Oh, right? yeah. Um, and uh, a nice little Midtown Yoga tank. And then the most exciting thing is that you guys are offering 10 days of free yoga. Yeah. Um, for newbies, which I remember when you sent that over, I'm like, are y'all sure? <laughs> that's a lot. Like, that's a lot. But tell me why 10 days is important. So... You know, it's not a special number, that 10, um, but it gives you 10 days to try so many different classes. You can try our signature hot flow. Maybe that wasn't for you. Maybe you try the warm flow. Maybe you love that. We have the unwind restorative class. Can we talk about the strength for a second? I'm going to go off topic for a little bit because I'm terrified of that class. Don't be. I've never been. You need to come. I know. Yeah. But I'm – so what the heck is – hot yoga strength, like besides death (laughs) in a really good way. Um, So I describe it as yoga with weights. So kind of it is great for people that go to the gym or like, uh, I don't want to go to yoga. It's just, you know, stretchy and whatever. Uh, This you're going to get a workout in. You already get a workout in yoga. You walk into the class and lay on your mat and you're getting a workout with the heat. You're sweating already. (laughs) Um, But this has like a cardio aspect to it. There's a little cardio burst in the middle. Um, You are doing bicep curls, shoulder presses, um, so much, you know, dynamic movement and exercise while you're still doing yoga in these yoga poses. <laughs> so <scary>. um, <laughs> at first I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do this. But then I took a class and it was phenomenal. I just feel so strong afterwards. I'm like, I literally just lifted weights <laughs> and did yoga and I survived. Yeah. So it's really empowering. That's awesome. Yeah. And let's talk about the heat for a second. Yeah. What is the benefit other than just like, you know, you're you're sweating, yeah. right? Like why in the world would I want to walk into essentially what feels like a sauna <laughs> and work out? So it is so beneficial to your body and you are doing these strong poses. Sometimes you're doing like crazy back bends or um, just – so much. And it really allows your body to open up and to relax. 
some yeah. of us hold so much tension in our body, which shows you up. You didn't realize it. Yeah. And that shows up physically. Um, and you can just be really tight. That heat allows you to relax your muscles and for your muscles to open up. So you can start to gain that flexibility, uh, even if you're not already flexible. And I'll tell you guys who are listening that are like, no way, no how am I doing anything in 105 <laughs> degrees except laying by the beach. Yeah. Um, it's really not that – I mean, okay. The first time, it's it, – I'm not going to say bad. It's challenging, right? Sure. But – your body starts to crave it afterwards. Mm-hmm. And I you think get you, used to it. Yeah. For sure. I don't know. You used to it? <laughs> you <laughs> Depends know, like on the day. You, you learn to take your yoga off the mat and into your head and just push through it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, all right. So to wrap us up, what do you say to those people who get up after 30 seconds of Shavasana? So before you answer that, for those of you who don't know what Shavasana is, it's also called corpse pose, okay, where you're laying on your back and you're laying still. And it's the last pose that you do. So what do you say to those people who get up after 30 seconds? I'm glad they were there for 30 seconds um, to start, which, you know, any amount of Shavasana is great. But that is what you work towards in the 60-minute class. Like our goal is Shavasana and you do all this physical activity to get to the mat, to be still, to continue to turn off your mind and allow yourself to be there in stillness with yourself, with your breath for That's as what long yoga was designed for, can. right? Yes. Like initially the yeah. yoga poses were designed to get your mind into a place of meditation. Yes. Yep. Um, which is exactly why I do yoga because I need that activity to then be still to, yeah. to meditate. And, you know, whether you're leaving 30 seconds into Shavasana Again, glad you were there for 30 seconds, but I challenge you to stay longer because... So politically correct of you. <laughs> <laughs> but like the challenge to stay longer because you don't... We often don't get time ourselves in stillness, in silence, in this We don't world. take it. Right. We're we, uncomfortable with it. Exactly. And taking that time for yourself does wonders on a person's mental health, physical health, emotional, spiritual health. Um, so stay a little longer if stay you can. a little longer. Yeah. It's been such a pleasure chatting with you. I hope everyone listening has learned a little bit about why you should give yoga a chance. Um, if you've already given it a chance and you didn't love it, give it another one. Yeah. Go in with a new perspective. Um, I know for me, and I can probably say the same for you, it's been life-changing. 1,000%. I mean, um, not only physically, but just in how I see and manage and deal with so many things, even from how I'm helping clients to friends to family. Um, and as we said, Midtown is giving you guys an exciting opportunity to give their studio a try. Yes, come and, see uh, us. Yeah. Any last parting words for our guests? I don't think so. Stay in Shavasana. Stay in Shavasana for sure. Get to child's pose when you need it. The heat is okay. <laughs> the heat is okay. Thank you, Rachel, so much. Um, thank you to the studio for being a part of our Touring the Triangle and uh, getting people back on their mat. Yeah. Thank you for having me and thank you for including us. Absolutely. We'll talk to you guys soon. This has been Making Moves. I'm Jess. Jesse Ripnack with the Rachel Kendall team, Rachel Groff from Midtown Yoga. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Making Moves. We want to deliver the highlights of the triangle that you want to hear. Let us know your feedback 
comment on our social media, like, and of course, subscribe to continue and discover why we love where we live. Until next time with Making Moves, hosted by the Rachel Kendall team. 